Welcome, folks. Welcome to the Pinch Talk podcast. For this episode, we're going over the very last divisional preview of 2020. Hopefully, we get baseball. Uh, this time, we are going over the American League West. This is a division that sent two teams to the playoffs in the past two years. And yeah, it's a division that's been kind of uh, involved in a little bit of controversy, you know, over the off season. I sounded weird as hell right there. I love my Spanish accent. Um, yeah, uh, the Houston Astros, the number one team in this division for the past three years, were caught basically taking stealing signs to a whole new level. You want to do a small little recap of what they did? Yeah. So, um, Astros. Got caught cheating. Um, well, didn't get caught. Something that was part of the 2017 World Series team. Um, Mike Fires, a pitcher, starting pitcher. He basically gave Ken Rosenthal, I can't remember who else, um, he admitted to cheating. Yeah. It, it was crazy, just the whole, just the way it dropped. It just came out of nowhere. It was no like breaking yep. pitcher or person a party using actual organization during the 2017 season says the team was cheating it just happened it, it just came yeah. out it, it was it, you, we everybody got blindsided by it and mm-hmm. it was right after the world series too and that was even crazier because the houston astros had just lost yeah but so um, it on. <laughs> yeah so yeah it was it was a double whammy but um so the astros cheated by um by looking at signs uh, via, the, via the replay camera that stares, that looks at the pitcher from the center field camera that looks at the pitchers and the, and the catcher uh, at their home ballpark in the in the replay room. And they use that. And then um, their front office also came up with an algorithm in order for them to break the codes of how catchers in, on each team are relaying the signs to their pitchers. This is something that's been going on in baseball, you know, stealing signs with a runner on second, you know, kind of, you know, trying to see what the catcher's putting down. This has been a part of baseball for years, right? The thing is, they took it to a, you know, to an extreme level, you know, with the camera. Of course, it's, you know, it's an electronic device. You, that's obviously completely illegal. Then they relayed it to a replay room. Then the replay room, they had, you know, their own uh, garbage can that they banged on so their hitters could hear the bangs. And no bang was fastball. Two bangs was breaking or off speed, right? And so they, the hitters could hear it and they could just wait on the pitch, right? All right. And I think that's, um, it's pretty obvious to say that that's fucking illegal, as Dana White once said. And yeah the astros caught a lot a lot of deserved heat for it they are more hated now than the new york yankees which is amazing yeah it is and honestly um just seeing all the players speak out was amazing yeah and baseball players are kind of known for being um very unified from an overall standpoint more than other sports just kind of based on the history and everything like that and baseball is known for having a really tight-knit players union as well and Mm -hmm. that's kind of historical as well um it's really interesting to to see the relationships between baseball players off the field compared to on the field because back in the day you know there was really not much fraternizing interaction Mm -hmm. but off the field baseball players were really close so it's, it's it's really interesting to see how this kind of develops in them 
talking more on the field and off and and also with social media things like that being able to speak out and them having more individual personalities no yeah even baseball players that aren't superstars and stuff like that they kind of they get, get paid attention over, to yeah, yeah they, they, they get paid, paid attention to regardless just because of the culture of the sport things like that mm-hmm. um it's not like basketball or football where it's mostly just you know your superstars that kind of get social media attention things like that yeah but um not to kind of segue into something else the um you, when you have mike trout talking to the media on a, on a random offseason day about the astros cheating yeah it's, it's a big deal it's a big deal because mike mike, mike trout? trout is a weatherman in the offseason like that's how low-key yeah. of a guy he is he likes the weather yeah um nothing against mike trout because i like the weather too that's pretty cool but um like chris bryant like chris bryant cody bellinger saying everyone was trevor saying, bauer like, mike clevenger yeah like oh, they were saying goodness. these motherfuckers are assholes dog like they were yeah. just calling them out and then another interesting facet of the whole scandal is how teams were hinting towards it yeah for years beforehand for, for even since 2017 i mean when i when i when I found out about the scandal, and then someone I know brought up the fact that the Indians said they didn't have an information advantage during the 2018 LDS when the Indians got destroyed. Mm-hmm. One thing that's interesting to me was how Mike Clevenger, Jason Kipnis, Trevor Bauer said they were more prepared than us. They have more information than us, things like that. Yeah. Kind of I may be uh, overreaching to something. They, they're, but it's obvious now with this, with this whole scandal that happened, it's, it's obvious that they were alluding to something. They yeah. knew something back then. Because baseball yep. player travels between the word travels between baseball players mm-hmm. in general. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff in baseball and baseball player circles. The word just travels like it's not going to leak or anything like that, but it gets around. Yeah. So uh, that's basically what they did. Uh, they, you know, uh, their general manager was also involved in some, you know, incident where he kind of uh, made fun of a woman and then that was linked to it was, it was a It was an assistant GM, I think. Okay, okay. Not, um, not, uh, not Jeff Luna. Okay, uh, and that kind of got linked to them, you know, picking up uh, Roberto Osuna in the trade who has, I think, allegations of domestic abuse. And no, he got, for he got suspended for it. It wasn't allegations. Okay, then, yeah, he's shit then. Uh, so yeah and that kind of got linked together so that was another bad look like all at the same time uh he got his ass fired um and yeah just a lot of controversy really uh and then you have um justin verlanders i hate cheaters they yeah. said and then he was silent as fuck like i have not heard a word from him on social media since then uh so they kind of looking you know kind of shaking the light so uh, I think it's easy to forget though with all this and with everyone hated them and with them probably setting records uh, in terms of uh, hit by pitches next season like if, if it was a full season I'd expect you know some kind of record in terms of being hit by pitches at least in the first uh, month of the season um, I think it's easy to forget that this team is as crafted right now still very much a world series contender the lineup is terrifying Pat Oh yeah, it is. It's it's unfair. Um, they have George Springer, Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, Alex Bregman, Yuri Gurriel, Jordan Alvarez, Carlos Correa, Josh Reddick, Martin Maldonado, and 
and probably and then on their bench they have Kyle Tucker who is one of like a top 10 overall prospect in baseball mm-hmm. and some other guys but honestly it's their lineup is we already know about the lineup we already know about other guys um yeah we know who they are we know what they're gonna do um and, and the storms sure. yeah one Carlos Correa is probably gonna be bad in the seventh that's that's ridiculous um but um all the guys are established uh Jordan Alvarez was just voted the rookie of the year and he's extremely talented guy he reminds me of uh, David Ortiz Mm-hmm. Um, matches the ball lefty, matches yeah. the ball lefty yeah and he's big huge mm-hmm. he's huge um uh just despite all the, the cheating and everything like that the Astros know how to build a build a roster yeah that's one thing they get at they know they've had a good front office and, a, and good sc- scouting and coaching and good farm system all of that stuff and what our farm system is as good as it once was that's what happens when you've been competing for yeah four people years graduate. at the level they have yep. people graduate you trade guys um etc um i think uh the pitching rotation uh i wouldn't say it worries me but it worries me a bit more than it would have in you know the past two years i agree um you lose garrett cole you know resign him mm-hmm. um that's that's kind of a big deal but you still have zach granke and just verlander but they're getting kind of old just verlander was slated to be hurt if it wasn't for the pandemic and who knows mm-hmm. how long he would have been out um Jose Arquiti he's pretty good um yep I expect him to be pretty decent pretty decent third or fourth guy um Les McCullough Jr. is coming back from Tommy John surgery always a toss-up yep yeah, and that's kind of a toss-up we don't know how he's going to do plus he's a little guy who's never really been able to stay healthy for a full season so he yeah. should benefit from the um shortened season Mm-hmm. And you have Josh James is probably the, his fifth starter, even though he was a reliever last year. He does have a pretty good third pitch. If he can um, command the ball better in his pitches, then he should be fine because he, he has some filthy stuff. Yep. Um, one trait with Astros pitchers is high spin fastballs and nasty sliders. Yeah, they magically jump in spin rate, something that Trevor Bauer has alluded to, that maybe there's something weird going on. And I wouldn't be surprised, kind of based on their whole culture and other organization, things like that. Because they turned Justin Verlander back into Justin Verlander when he came to when he came from Detroit to the to the home. Just like that, yeah, just like that, yeah, it literally happened. Um, Their bullpen, they have Roberto Rosuna, one of the best closers in the MLB currently. Brian Presley, he's pretty good. Um, Brian Abreu, I like him a lot. He's filthy. Um, although he has command issues, um, he has a, a high spin, high velocity fastball, and his slider and curveball have been called benders from hell. Yeah, which is folks uh, a name that's given to shit that moves that just drops, it, it, it just vanishes. In front yeah, of it, it's it's scary. Um, they have a um, yeah, so Chris Davinsky, Joe Smith. Um, I could see him maybe putting Force Whitley in the bullpen, maybe yeah, later. Name in the year. I wanted to bring up. Yep. Yeah, we could get in their prospects now if you want to. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, that was a name I wanted to bring up, Forrest Whitley, because uh, with some of the question marks in the rotation, of course, uh, Jose Rukidi, he looked he looked good in the playoffs, but he's still somewhat of you know an unknown. He's unproven. Lance McCullers, we don't know how he's going to come back. The fifth starter is you know they're you know they're kind of just going to stick someone in there. 
and hope you know hope he sticks um and then of course the two aces are aces but they're aging i think that they really need to take advantage of the window they have right now because forrest whitley he's not quite major league ready yet and he might be major league ready by the time uh Grinky and verlander star you know falling off the cliff i think that would be the danger yeah i agree um what is willie he's like six six throws five or six pitches and they're all graded as plus or plus plus mm-hmm. um, they say his changeup is like an apparition it's a 70 grade changeup that just disappears yeah against lefties and righties um his fastball, he sits 93 to 99, and he gets touched like 100. Yep. Um, and he's a really big guy, so they're expecting durability from him. I think they bring him into the – maybe he might be an attacking squad. Um, I think it's fair. And then you still have Kyle Tucker. He hasn't really broken out yet, and he's kind of been lauded since he came into the MLB or since he got drafted as one of the best, best yep. prospects in baseball. So we'll have to see how he does. But, I think um, that uh, the deal here is go ahead, go ahead. Um, this team is still World Series contention, yeah. Ready, regardless. Um, yeah, they're the bringing back, they're two. bringing back the similar, same similar guys. They have a lot of their guys extended and locked up. Um, mm-hmm. we'll just have to see what happens. I think that uh, the key for this team, first of all. <clears throat> If they win uh, another World Series without cheating, they'll shut a lot of people up. So that's something that they got to get going. And I feel like uh, this is a team that has kind of similar to uh, the Nats when we talked about them. Uh, they have, you know, a very specific time window, in my opinion. When you, you know, when you look at the at this, you know, at the state of the farm system and the state of the rotation, the position player side is fine. Even if Kyle Tucker doesn't, you know, ball out, I think they'll still be fine regardless. But I think that, uh, you know, like I said, with the state of the rotation, oldish at the top, the farm system is not as good as it was in, in previous years. Not a lot of, you know, top of the rotation talent. I think that they're staring down at a two-year window, you know, basically until Verlander and Granke fall off the cliff. I think that's fair to say. Right, and honestly, um, this team, I think they're going to remain competitive. I don't think they're going to have a fire sale thing like that. They might fall like 80, 80, 80 game, 81, 81 games for a couple seasons maybe. Hmm. But they reload and kind of let their young guys get established. But I don't see them blowing it all up unless it just goes very bad or they decide to be proactive and, and get yeah. premium prospects for their players. Because they um, could. They could get those, they prospects could. For those prospects. And they also have the money to sign extensions too. Um yep. I heard them and George Springer have been looking to looking uh for extension mutually. Um mm-hmm. with with Carlos Correa um approaching free agency in twenty twenty one. I think they let him go. Same. Just based on the fact that he's injury prone and while he can hit, he hasn't been able to stay healthy at all. Yeah, I think he'll eventually have to move off shortstop. Yeah, eventually, even if he does stay, but I doubt it. Maybe him and Alex Bregman switch. Because mm-hmm. Bregman can play shortstop, and he might play third because he's just so big and fragile. But honestly, this the, the 2021 free agent class is crazy, um, but that's a whole yeah. other segment. Yep. Um, this year, we expect this team to be at the top of the division. 
um, well, the yeah. MLB West, them, and I think they can. I don't know if they can compete with the Dodgers, but they can give them a run for their money for the top seed in the AL or in the MLB West for sure. Um, yeah, I expect this team to be in the playoffs. I expect them to make a deep playoff run. Um, yeah. and that's and that. People will hate them throughout. So. Yes. And honestly, this pandemic saved them from getting booed and things yep. like that. That was one thing I, I, I did want to say. It's like, I don't know how much people will hate them because they'll be so happy that baseball's back. I feel like they'll still get thrown at a lot, though. <laughs> I think they will, but at the same time, you don't want to put as guys on base on this yeah. lineup because they're going to score regardless. I feel like uh, George Springer, uh, he has to get ready. Like, the first pitch of the season is coming is going to his head. Oh, yeah, for sure. So he has to get ready. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's the Astros. The picture is kind of, you know, that team, they're still very much World Series contender. They have a window in the next two, you know, two-ish years to win more rings. And fuck this team, I think I can say uh, from both of us. Yep. Okay, so that's the Astros. Fuck them and let's move on. Um, the LA Angels are up next. Uh, in a, uh, you know, also known as the team that Mike Trout has been carrying uh, on his back to, you know, out of the number one overall pick year in and year out, basically, if I'm going to, you know, exaggerate. Um, they did make a couple moves in the offseason, though. They signed Joe Madden as a manager. I think that's a fair move. And the big offseason signing, you know, the best hitter on the market, they signed Anthony Rendon. He's going to make a great left side of the infield with Andrews and Simmons. Yes. Yes, he is. And uh, the thing with them is the hitting is there, right? Like, if I look at the lineup, there's, you know, there's star power, there's some depth. There's, you know, young prospects that might be coming up. Like, the position player side is taking shape. The The big issue for this team, though, is the pitching staff, which is just terrible. Yeah, they have no pitching. None. Yeah. Like, none. Zero. It's, it's awful. Yeah. Um, so Shohei Otani, Otani, I kind of expect to be in a rotation unless they decide they just want to DH full time for this shortened season, which makes sense to me. Well, it kind of does, but from a competitive standpoint, it doesn't because you want your best guys out there. He's easily the best starting pitcher on this team by a mile. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not close. Um, and not close. They're 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 starting rotation. Besides Shohei Otani is Andrew Heaney, Julio Tehran. Dylan Bundy, Patrick Sandoval, and Matt Andrea. So what, how you, however you say his name, and that's just that's know. terrible. That's, that sounds like a whole lot. Julio Tehran is the best pitcher on this on this staff. I agree, and he's a number four. Yeah, at this point. So that um, kind of tells you. you yeah, know, their bullpen is a whole bunch. Of, uh, is a whole bunch of terrible guys and. Hanso Robles. Yeah. Um, it's just... 
this is one of the most binary teams yeah it's, in, in the majors like we might want to talk about their lineup some more to get into depth on their lineup yeah i point. feel like um that's enough uh for the angels uh pitching staff is completely barren and the fucked up thing is there is basically no impact talent coming uh from the farm system so I don't and know. They didn't the even they, they had so many good starting pitchers they could have signed in the offseason, but they or they could have traded it for, but they didn't. Yeah. And then um Hyunjin Ryu, yeah. Hyunjin Ryu, Garrett Cole, uh Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler, yeah. Um Dallas Keuchel, who knows yeah. that division. But and then they were involved in a trade for Ross Stripling and Jock Peterson that the oh, owner yeah. mixed because he he didn't like how long it was taken. Like really? Fucking, that was so stupid. Was that, that was stupid. such an angel's move. Yeah, and then, um, and then they asked for Mike Clevenger from the Indians, and the Indians asked for Joe Adele. And obviously, fair. which is a fair trade to me when you have Mike, because Mike Clevenger is easily the best pitching pitcher on that rook. He's an ace. He's a Cy Young contender too. He's established too. Yes, Joe he's Adele established. Is not. All right. So, um, and. And the thing with Mike Clevenger is he has three years of control left. Yeah, he, he's one of the most valuable assets in baseball right now. Yeah, usually tra- from a trade asset standpoint, he is. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Indians trade him if they don't extend him. <laughs> and which is fair because they could get a lot for him. I'm not mad at them for that. Um, prospects to look forward to from this team: Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh. Yes, that's it. Um, Joe Adele is a your stereotypical uh, right field prospect. Yeah. Huge Cannon back. arm. Cannon huge arm. Pro- huge power, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Brandon Marsh is a speedy center fielder that hits for contact. And I think that's a good thing for them because that might end up moving Trout uh, to left field. That's I don't point. think Trout's moving anywhere. You don't think, think so? No, I doubt it. Honestly, with how much value he gives you from center field, and he's still a good center fielder. Like he's he's Gold Glove caliber, but he's not he's not like all world. He's not like he isn't um, Lorenzo Cain, for example. Like Lorenzo, Lorenzo Cain in, in his prime, or Billy Hamilton, defensive outfielder. Yeah. But he's he's, he's 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 more than passable. He's good. I mean, with the value he, he gives year you last year, defensively, kinda. Um, I don't know. I just think you, you keep Mike Trout in center. You don't move him. You give him that respect. That's fair. That's I'm fair. not saying he's Willie Mays, but you just keep him there just because it's it's it's, it's Mike Trout. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, that's the Los Angeles Angels. Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and the Temptations. <laughs> I think um, uh, I mentioned the uh, left side of the infield uh, earlier. I think that's going to be one of the best pairings in the league. Andrew Simmons. He was hurt last year, and despite the fact that he was hurt, his defense was still Andrew Simmons level, which is probably the, the best defensive shortstop since Ozzie Smith. Easy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, probably. So, and Rendon is a good defender, solid base runner, and terrific hitter. Uh, he's a he's he's a superstar. So, and I was happy for him because he had been underrated for a couple of years. Yes, he, he, he was. Didn't get, he, did, he, he really didn't get the shine that he deserves, you know, because he's such a low-key dude and because Bryce Harper was on the same team and Bryce Harper left and he really took over. So I'm happy for him and he got the shine he deserves. And 
I mean, that's really it because the Angels are such a binary team that the pitching staff is really not worth talking about and the lineup should be good. I think the most interesting part of this team, I don't think, first of all, I don't think they're ready for, for playoffs yet. No, they mean? can maybe make a wild card run. Okay, but I they can don't buy have that if the offense clicks. Yeah, if the offense just destroys, which, which you kind of expect considering the lineup construction. Like, they yeah. still have Justin Upton lurking in the second half field. in the lineup in left field, yeah. but Honestly, they're still pretty far away. Unless they, they need to swing some trades for some pitchers, mm-hmm. sign some pitchers free agency or something. Like you're the Angels, you have all the money in the world because you're in Los Angeles, and it's it's, it's kind of inexcusable. At the same time, they still have they're still at the first step before they're able to compete. Their team is not. It's, it's still a couple pitchers, a lot of pitchers away from them. Yeah, from being World Series contenders. Absolutely. So. I mean, at least the offense will be fun to watch. Angels fans, that's something that you can hang your head on. Uh, the most exciting part about this team, aside from obviously, you know, Trout and Rendon possibly hitting back to back, is watching uh, what Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh do. Because, you know, especially Joe Adele, he's the kind of prospect that if it clicks for him, he is, you know, the, the type of player that just becomes a star overnight. So. Yeah, uh, you got to look out for that. Uh, The pitching staff, nowhere near ready. The lineup should be good. You like uh, Joe Madden uh, as a manager, by the way? I think that was a great pickup for them because he's going to be able to kind of manage the pitching staff and bullpen a little better than than Mike Sosa would. And honestly, Mm -hmm. it was time for Mike Sosa to go anyways. Yeah. Um, And one thing with with, uh, Joe Madden, he's a great leader. And seeing him mm-hmm. back in LA is nice. Um, yeah. I so think that, uh, I think I think I just think um, in a big market like Los Angeles, uh, Joe Madden kind of deserves that shine. There, you know, it's like um, seeing him go from the Rays, where he was like the creative, super creative guy, to the Cubs, where he brought that there. He's gonna bring some incentives to the Angels that aren't gonna be quantifiable. But yep. they're just gonna do better. It's like with the Indians when they hired Terry Francona. Yeah. Everybody in the organization right. just so the year before Terry Francona got there, they won sixty nine games or something like something like that. The year after they were in the wild card. That's just hmm. the unquantifiable things that certain managers bring because they're so good because they're baseball lifers and they care about the game. Yep. And they know how to motivate players. Mm-hmm. I think his time ran out in Chicago. I think it was fair for them to let him go, but he'll he'll bring good things to the Angels. Um, so yeah, sadly I cannot predict. Like I, you know, like we said, this team to make the playoffs. Uh, and I say sadly because that means Mike Trout uh, still does not get to play in the playoffs. Like I think he's played three postseason games, four. Yes. So which is a fucking tragedy. The best player of this generation doesn't get to play in the playoffs that's uh that's uh something that would never happen in basketball for example because just of the nature of baseball itself so yeah uh angels i'm sorry i would not pick you to make the playoffs at all i think they'll be at least fun to watch one half the team but yeah like 80 wins basically is my prediction 70 to 80 yeah I think somewhere around that. So yeah, sucks for them, but it is what it is. Moving on, 
to another team this team is in much better shape and this is a real exciting team exciting young team and cheap team uh, the original Moneyball team the Oakland A's um, I think it's pretty crazy uh, uh, when I looked at it it's like because I knew it, but when I looked at it, it surprised me. The A's, I think, have won 97 games in back-to-back years. Yes, that's fucking impressive. And yes. neither of those years have they won the division, no. which tells you how good the Astros have been, uh, you know, as of late. Indeed. So yeah, go ahead. Um, Astros are a really cool team. They're really similar to the Indians. Um, Creative front office, cutting edge front office. Um. Very good at player development. They rely on the draft and international prospects a lot. Um, yeah, they've had a lot of success over the years too. Even though they have one of those series, they've been just competent organizations overall. Mm-hmm. The A's, that's uh, that, yeah. The A's, Rays, and Indians are kind of like those three small to mid market teams that kind of are always on the yeah. cutting edge of things and, and the forefront. Root for, yeah. root for because. And somehow they wind up in the playoffs or they wind up with some MVP caliber, caliber players. Mm-hmm. The thing with this is uh, they've experienced uh, a lot of heartbreak over the years. They've lost nine straight elimination playoff games, by the way, which is brutal. Nine straight. Ricky Henderson now walking through them doors, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing with the, uh, with the A's is this team is filled with, with young talent like you know matt chapman matt olsen sean murphy who was fucking incredible last year in the little games that he played like marcus simeon turned the corner yes, marcus simeon he finally turned the corner you know uh, the well, Loriano, best the best arm i've ever seen in my life in the laser yeah, he's got you know robert cannon fuck, fucking arm uh bullpen is really good quality bullpen and the rotation has a lot of young pieces that could some of them are there some of them are almost there and if they click this rotation will be great and cheap for a long time i think that the only thing that you know before we kind of get into each component you know lineup you know everything more in depth i feel like uh people are just are not as optimistic on the a's as they would be because of their history you know that they just keep falling short in the playoffs every time ownership doesn't you know spend money i feel like people are not optimistic but i i'm i am optimistic on this version of the ace um, i agree um their pitching staff is great um they're getting sean Maniah back for a full season so we should be we should see what they can do and um the two of we're going to talk about in a minute after talking about the lineup people should be excited for and looking out for because they're they're great pitchers um, mm-hmm. Marcus Simeon turned into an MVP MVP candidate last year. Uh, that's what people were expecting. He, he put up like eight point nine WAR or something like that. Yeah, something crazy is, like that. Yeah. Crazy. He put up crazy numbers, especially in the stadium that they're playing. Um, Matt Chapman is looking like the best third baseman in baseball. Yeah, um, completely agreed. That's a um, Rockies fan saying this, by the way, folks. Oh, um, I think he, he, even though people weren't expecting him to be as much of a good hitter as he was. Um, He's been a great hitter at the MLB level. Um, great defender. Honestly, he, I think he's a better defender than Arenado. He is right now. He is. Right now, yeah. Just kind of based on his style and how he plays the, the hot corner. His range is crazy and his arm is insane. Um, yeah. Matt Olsen, Matt Olsen, if he can stay healthy and kind of take that next step forward, 
Um, I expect Big Nixon because you don't really see many first basemen that can provide defensive value and still be able to hit power yep. and average. Um, I have Mark Connor, uh, we yep. got the Sunny Grain trade, Steven Vicasati, uh, Chris Davis should be healthy and coming back. And he had an offseason last year, but he was injured and trying to play. Um, they signed Tony Kemp in the offseason, and he should be a pretty decent second baseman for them because he knows the division pitching well. Um, but yeah, this team is is really unique in how to construct it, and it's really cool to see. Very young team. Um, they're really exciting to me. A's mm-hmm. fans should be excited to see this team. And, uh, they should be making more playoff runs, especially if they can surpass the Astros if they kind of regress a little bit, which they should, Astros should be regressing. Yeah, so. I think that I, th- I think that's a fair uh, comment. I think uh, the only reason uh, fans wouldn't be as excited is because they've been, you know, stabbed in the heart so many times and because of, you know, ownership. But I think the key for this team is uh, the starting rotation. The bullpen we know is quality. Liam Hendricks, one of the best relievers in baseball. They have a ton of quality pieces. Uh, the starting rotation, you said, uh, Sean and I, uh, AJ Puck and uh, Jesus Luzardo both i think have ace type of ceiling i want to see who clicks and who doesn't because this rotation can really be the difference between the a's being 95 win team and you know 100 win team i agree i agree jesus uh, lazardo and, and aj puck um two lefties that can they have nasty pitches um they have velocity for lefties, only defined lefties that can throw that hard, as hard as them. They sit in the 90s, they can touch the upper 90s, like 97, 98. Yeah. The thing with them is, can they stay healthy? Yes. Um, they're both really young. They're all like 21, 22 years old. Um, but in the short season, I think they're get that the Oakland A's are going to cut them loose and just let them go. Um, so we should see. And then besides them, they still have Frankie Montas. You still have Shamanai and Mike Fires, who are three also good guys. And Shamanai kind of looks like an ace himself, somewhat. Yep. So we got to see how he responds to Tommy John surgery. And then this bullpen is stacked. Yes. It's typical Oakland A's quality arm after quality arm after quality arm. No real weak link. Yeah. When you're able to trade or DFA Blake Trinan and still have an elite bullpen, that just kind of shows how, how much depth they have absolutely so yeah like i think that uh in some ways the a's uh do have a lot to lose if um well actually i don't know uh they they would have a lot to lose in my eyes if the season got canceled but in the shortened season i think they have a lot to gain would you agree i agree um they need their young guys to develop take the next step because um sean murphy jesus lazard and ij puffer kind of look like the core of this team they mm-hmm. can um, sign Marcus Simeon to an extension and hope that he can be mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he's having another nine war season but just as good maybe slightly maybe six war five war a couple more seasons like that because he, he can he, keep he being a defense. five war player then that's super valuable so yes such from a shortstop yeah um, Ramon Laureano if he could take that next step that would be great Matt Chapman and Matt Olsen we know what we're going to get from them um, mm-hmm. Chris Davis 40 home runs, 247 batting average. Yeah. <laughs> Taking walks. Um, that's crazy. The batting average says crazy. Yeah. that's It's cool, but. Yeah. Um, it's one of the funniest yeah, things in baseball. Yeah, it is, but. Um, 
the A's are a good team, so we should we just got to see what happens from this point forward. Um, would you say that like if if you were the A's right now, right? And I know this is kind of you know difficult way to do it, but if you were the A's right now and you had to pick between Marcus Simeon and Matt Chapman, who do you extend? Matt Chapman. I agree. I think that uh, for that very same reason, I can very much uh, see them just letting Simeon go after this year. I agree. I think that that's really the fucked up thing about the Oakland A's. Um, they don't spend money, and that's why they frustrate me a lot. I, I've, I've talked about how the Indians frustrate me, but the Indians have spent in the past, and they spend in times where they should have, even if they didn't this year to me. But the A's, they just don't spend. Uh, this... I mean, I just don't know how. I just don't know how what, uh, what to say because I would be lying if I didn't say that I don't think that that I, that I think this team will be play at anything below ninety five wins. Like they're going to be ninety five wins uh, plus pace to me. That's just the amount of talent of this team right now and everything that's coming um, from the farm system. But I don't know, man. Like it's like they need to prove it to me in the postseason for me to actually believe it like i'll believe it when i see it kind of deal because they got smoked by the yankees in 2018 then they got stabbed in the back by the rays in 2019 i watched that game live by the way that was one of the most painful uh crowds like i could just tell how like how much pain was in that crowd the whole game it was brutal to watch it was like watching it, it was like watching someone you know murder someone and then just dismember him slowly and just stack the pieces uh in the fridge yeah like, the waiter bullpen just unraveled at the end of that game was bad oh yeah it was fucking it was just awful to watch <laughs> they just could not score and yeah, bludgeon yeah they just got smoked and that's really uh, the deal with the ace for me they gotta prove it to me in the postseason and then i'll believe it but i want to believe it like yeah just, they, they have the pieces they just need to take that next step and get over yes. that to get over the hump they just yeah. need it they need that one next step i think that uh an established veteran player you know maybe in the outfield would have helped but as they're constructed right now i think this team is ready if they you know if they take that next step together and the young pitching prospects uh they come into the majors and they kill it I think they're ready for big things and I would not be surprised especially in the in a shortened season you know where is you know it's more difficult to get hurt because there's less games obviously uh I would not be surprised if this team really challenged uh Yankees you know Astros of the American League I think that's fair to say and they also have some of the best uniforms in baseball, so it's just really cool. Watching yeah, them they do. They do. That's another thing the A's got going for them. Uh, this is a, uh, also, you know, kind of a sneak peek of uh, maybe another conversation. I hate the gray uniforms in baseball. I fucking hate them. I think no team should wear them except maybe teams that have really historic gray uniforms, like the Yankees, for example. But I fucking hate that it's a norm that every team has a great uh, gray uh, road uniform. I'm glad the Indians have alternative uniforms yeah, I mean, the gray with the navy blue. Yeah, I I, w- I would love to see the Rockies just use the purple uniforms on the road all the time. But anyway, that's do you guys have black uniforms too. Yeah, they do. Uh, the the black vests. I think those should be. They need to wear the black, you no, know, like all black uniforms. Maybe that'll be really cool because it'll contrast with the purple and white. But that's another. Yeah. that's another topic. That's, another, that's another topic. Um. 
so yeah that was the a's i think we both agreed 95 plus win pace yes absolutely yeah, 90, 90 wins 91 pace for sure yeah 95 plus uh for me i think that they have all the talent in the world they're young they're gonna be cheap for a while which is, which means their window is there we just gotta see him take that next step so moving on um to a team that's basically the exact polar opposite of, of what we just talked about we talked about how the a's were right there the window is right there for them they can see everything immediately the next team is the seattle mariners the mariners have always been a weird team they have the most uh, travel miles of any team in baseball if i'm not mistaken i think that's by a lot and they've always been a weird organization and i want to set things up for this preview by saying that last year the mariners won 13 of their first 15 games right and i remember everyone was so hyped about the mariners and then they lost 92 of the final 147. um that is peak mariners right there and i would suggest uh mariners fans to kind of get ready and you know assume that that's going to be your fate in the next couple of years because this team is starting the rebuild pretty much and only there's thing, still a while the only thing the Mariners fans have to look forward to is Julio Rodriguez, Jerry Kalenic, and Jerry DePoto trades yeah they executed what we like to call a fire sale you know every every veteran player not named Kyle Seeger, Mitch Hanniger is gone King Felix is there out is done and they yeah. fleeced the Mets for Robinson Cano's PED enhance yeah <laughs> the fucking Mets um uh, Robinson Cano would have some more fungal really bad and he got it he's back in New York but <laughs> yeah man like that's uh that's the thing uh the Mariners much like the Tigers and the Royals not a whole lot to talk about them no. except for actual prospects because right. they do have a couple or young guys that they picked up in the waiver wire so yeah. um i'd like to say i like to train Rochelle long and jp crawford two mm-hmm. guys in their mid-20s at second base and shortstop jp crawford is once a top prospect in baseball but he hasn't really been able to stick mm-hmm. um offensively but he, defensively he's been pretty good and he has a great glove um if they can kind of get it together and catch a second win and uh take that next step that would be nice Kyle Lewis, um, they drafted when they drafted this man, uh, 2016. He was his uh, left overall pick. He had some brutal knee injuries towards ACL and things like that, but he really broke out last year, especially at the major league level, by staying healthy. And he hit like five home runs in his first five games, something crazy like that. Like he torched the ball and won his cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, we have Daniel Voga back. I don't know. He came out of nowhere to me. I never knew. I never heard of this man in my life. And he, he was a pretty good DH for them. Um, and they signed Evan White to an extension, their top first base prospect, and he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's different about him is he um, he has plus speed on first base, so he's kind of expected to steal twenty plus steals per year, which is rare. Um, which is rare, rare. first base. Um, he has a seventy grade glove, and he can hit. So mm-hmm. um, I, I expect things, good things from him. They also have Malik Smith, and even though he had a kind of a bad year last year, he's still a pretty good center fielder, and, and he's still pretty young. So we can take that next step. 
in his development that would be pretty nice yeah just get on base yeah yeah get on base and still um the rotation uh justice sheffield from the indians uh marco gonzalez you say kikuchi kendall grayman and taiwan walker taiwan walker was once a top prospect in baseball and he was pretty good until he had like two tommy john surgeries in a row or something crazy like that Oof. so we have to see what he does when he comes back but yeah besides that there's nothing there on the pitching staff so i mean this team is still a lottery ticket team mm-hmm. their top prospects we already guess and jerry jerry uh jerry jerry clinic are still a few years away mm-hmm. and that's it they also have um logan gilbert and george kirby um who are two starting pitchers uh, who are a couple years away? They're college, they're college age players though. And one thing that the Seattle Mariners have done well was uh, revamping their pitching development organization. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see what happens. Yep, that's but the thing. That's the it, Mariners. If it sounds familiar, folks, uh, what we're saying about the Mariners is because we've said it already a bunch of times with other teams. You know, Tigers, Royals, Orioles, you know, Giants, teams like that. This is the nature of baseball. This is the nature of baseball for mid to small market teams there comes a time where there's always a couple years where you're just gonna suck and the mariners have at least openly admitted this by trading everyone worth a damn away basically and they basically told their fans there's not going to be any meaningful baseball here for at least three to four years if they're lucky so yeah but to their credit uh you know to their credit they have done it uh there's a lot of teams that don't do it and they kind of stay as a 78 win team and they pretend like they're doing something because they're not losing 100 games so i think that's fair to give them at least some credit there actually you know having the balls to do it but yeah there's really not that much to say about them really you have anything more no yeah me neither so we're just going to move on also they're going to take a lot of losses uh the mariners in the coming years because four out of the five teams are at least decent even if they're not playoff contenders, the Mariners are the only terrible team. So they're going to eat a bunch of losses. Um, Oof, boy, oh boy. Yeah, they're going to, they're just, this is going to get destroyed over the next two or three years. Days um, of Ken Griffey, Alex Rodriguez, and whoever yeah, else. Johnson. Ichiro. They wasted Ichiro's career. Yeah. Anyway, that series was great, by the way. The very last team in the division. Uh, this is a weird fucking team to me. Um, the Texas Rangers. I thought this team. First of all, I I would still love to. Uh, you know, I just still laugh at them for how much they wasted that core they had in the earlier part of this decade. You know, of pa- You know, of the past decade. Like just how much they wasted it. How much they choked. Um. But anyway, moving on. Um. This team is so fucking weird to me. Uh, like in baseball, we always talk about, you know, there's pitching, there's the offense, right? This is much like the Angels. This is a binary team, but in the other way around, really, because the pitching staff looks pretty good. Yes. But, um, the lineup no, is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, my bad. Uh, the lineup is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sinsu Chu, 37-year-old Sinsu Chu is still pretty good, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Elvis Andrews. Replacement uh, level. Yeah, decent. I mean, he, he torches the Indians, though. Um, 
fucking bastard. Uh, Willie Calhoun, uh, Joey Gallo, Todd Frazier. In a major way. Yes. Danny Santana, uh, Ruggie Odor, um, Rano Guzman, and Robertson Torino. They they re-signed Torino, so. Yep. Um, Good signing. Gallo. We know we're gonna get from him. He's a great defender. He's gonna hit a lot of home runs. He's gonna strike. He's underrated out as a, a defender. Lot. Yes, he is. He's a great outfield defender. And he can play center field, and he's like a tight end, basically. Yeah. Um, Crazy athlete. Yeah. yeah uh, their lineup is awful. <laughs> yeah, there's just no other way to put. There's it. no way to put it. it, it, it let's just skip it. Um, I mean, no, starting... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I think we. Um, I want to mention uh, Nick Solak too. Oh, I forgot about him. I really do. I want to mention Nick Solak. And what you said about the lineup is terrible. It's true. I think there are four hitters with who are, who are either good or have potential right now. That's Gallo, Nick Solak, uh, Willa Calhoun, and Danny Santana. That's it. Uh, we can move on to the pitching uh, staff. Okay, the pitching staff. Okay. Um, Corey Kluber. Mm-hmm. Two-time Cy Young Award winner. Um, I know we don't know how he's going to perform. Um, yeah, Mike Miner. He was really good. La- he was great last year, actually. Um, Top Lance ten, Lynn. Young. Yeah, Lance Lynn was really good too. He put up like a five WAR. Kyle Gibson I think it was more than that. Yeah, it was I'm like five. Or six. I think it was. No, you good. He was really good last year. I didn't. Even, I don't even remember. But their fourth and fifth guys are Kyle Gibson, and Jordan Lyles, who should be pretty decent. And their yeah. um, their bullpen is uh yeah Jose Solid. oh my goodness Jose Clark is only twenty six seems like he's been around forever wow um he was pretty good last year um, besides being injured Rafael Montero Brad Martin Jesse Chavez and some other people and they signed Nick Goody but um, they traded Mayo Clase last year to the Indians for Corey Kluber mm-hmm. they threw in deleted him to Shields but. Um, I just this can team I, is weird. Can I say something? Yeah, I thought the uh, Emmanuel Classe trade was weird for Corey Kluber, considering the state of this team right now. I agree, because they, they, they have yeah. no they have no no run support to back up their pitching. Absolutely none. Um, and Corey uh, Kluber say, is... and then, then the one thing too is about this team. They were in the. They were they were thinking about saying Anthony Rendon, but they didn't. That made so much sense to me. It was that made a lot of sense, but the fact that it didn't happen just kind of I guess delayed their plans a little bit. Yeah, because he could have really transformed that lineup into something competitive, just kind of based on how good of a hitter he is. Yeah. Um, so this team is looking for a big free agent to sign. The Rangers have money, and they have they a brand see- new ballpark. They need to get people to go yeah, to the star they seem like a, like one of those teams i think you said it um off the air they seem like one of those teams that would just spend a fortune on one of those 2021 shortstops in free agency <laughs> yeah i agree um like if they came out of nowhere with the 12 year 400 million dollar extension for francisco lindor i wouldn't be surprised this slide me neither me neither so that's the thing. The rotation, Mike Miner, Lenslade, and Corey Kluber. Even if we assume Corey Kluber is not Cy Young, Corey Kluber, even if he's just a good top of the rotation pitcher and that's it, that's a damn good top three. 
Yes. And fair. the back end of the rotation is very much damn like it's, it's solid. The starting pitching rotation looks good. The bullpen looks good. The thing is, as we've been saying, the lineup is awful. Like every player, not damn, so many players have have huge issues that prevent them from actually being good. Or they're just like, old guys that were once decent hitters, yeah. but way past their primes. So, I mean, since yeah, you're like, an all star, but eh, no, I don't know what they're expecting. He doesn't have the power of a no. DH in 2020. No, he's gonna get on base and steal bases though. That's the weird thing. But yeah thing is uh roof net odor he is super inconsistent he goes casper mode for long stretches of time elvis andrews we've already talked about him ronald guthman he can't hit lefties at all uh they're still employing uh jeff mathis and he's gonna get played appearances and hurt the team that way even if he helps it in other ways i think uh, uh signing uh chirinos as their starting catcher was a good move um, but yeah, I just I don't know what to say about the Rangers. Really, they feel like the Angels, but in the other way around. I agree. They they both feel like those kind of teams that will just sit around somewhere around those that eighty win, seventy eight win kind of mar you know kind of space, taking losses from the actual good teams, beating up on the on the Mariners and other bad teams they play. Um. Another thing to consider here is that the AL West would play the NL West if you know that proposal we heard from MLB uh, actually went through. So I think that would make uh, these teams, you know, Rangers and Angels. I think that would actually help them because the NL West is bad. Yeah, um, but it kind of goes the other way around. I think the um the Diamondbacks are better than the Angels and the. And oh the yeah, 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 for sure, um, for sure. The Padres maybe, uh, maybe. I think they're somewhere around the same level. Yeah, they're in the same level, but they still have, they have more star power, so I think that should be taken into account. Yeah. But who knows? Um, this is a fucking weird division to talk about, folks, because yeah, it's... There's, there, there's two clear playoff teams here, right? Astros, A's, clearly playoff contenders, and then there's just nothing. People like to rag on AL Central, but this division yeah. is worse. Yeah, and like the, A- I'd say the AL Central is more competitive right now. I agree, despite the be. fact that two teams are openly tanking. Yes. So it's just it's just weird. Yeah. Because, like, if if you put the Angels' possession player side with the Rangers pitching staff that's a World Series contender unfortunately for both teams that's not actually the case so if we go for uh, actual you know division standings um, I think there's an argument to be made for the A's over Houston but I'm not gonna be you know quote unquote take that risk yet I'm gonna pick the Astros then the A's, then I'm gonna go Angels because they have Trout and, and Rendon, then the Rangers, and obviously then the Mariners eating a million losses. So for me, I'm gonna go Astros, A's, Rangers, Angels, Mariners. 
the Angels pitching side is just too bad for me to not put them there. I mean, that's fair. season, that's going to be better, but honestly, from an objective standpoint, if, if Corey Gluber comes back and he's a Corey Gluber old and Mike Miner and Lance Lynn do something similar to what they did last season, which is yeah. somewhat likely, they're third place easily in a, in a yeah. short season. And let's say, who's in their lineup? And let's say, since you choose Willie Calhoun, Joey, let's say Joey Gallo has an MVP season too to go with that. Yeah. Yeah, then honestly, this will be 500 team. They're, they're five, they'll go like 41 41, maybe. I could see that happening. Yeah. But in a full season, I say their pace for a full season is somewhere around maybe 70, 70 to 75 wins. I think that's fair. That's fair. They're, they're too they, much of a flawed team. They yeah. won 78 games last year. Despite. Joey Gallo missing so much time. Yeah. yeah. They just sat him down because they, they, I mean, there was no point to bring him back from handmade ball surgery. But, yeah. um, it's this, this, um, division is, is the Astros are A's and then maybe the Rangers and the Angels, they can figure something out and their weakness in their whole roster and then the Mariners. So it kind of like the redheaded stepchild. No official gentleman. Yeah. Mario. Well, um, <laughs> I'm mad offended because I'm a ginger, but you'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the thing with this division. Uh, the two teams are really good. Then every other team is majorly flawed in such a way that there's really not that many talking points with each team, right? So, yeah, I feel like we went on for a long time despite that because that's how fucking good we are. But yeah, we just had to kind of uh, emphasize yeah, how good. bad this division is for you guys. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, as a side note, uh, I'm happy for uh, you know just watching the development of Joey Gallo because he was really a punchline for a lot of people for a couple years. He was like everything wrong with baseball, right? And he was he he, he was really uh, the poster child, if that's the right word, for everything wrong with baseball in you know 2018, 2017, whatever it was. And last year he played MVP pace. He, it's incredible to me, uh, just how hard he hits the ball. Correct. It's unbelievable. It's fucking incredible. When you swing and miss like you do, like he does, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, he swung less last year. He learned to take his walks. Uh, his his on base percentage was amazing. His his woba was fucking incredible. Uh, that's a tip uh, for. Uh, no pause for Rockies hitters by the way swing less take your fucking walks and you'll be better hitters Nolan do that that's the one thing keeping him from being truly elite so I went off on a tangent right there fuck uh fuck the Rockies um so anyway uh that was the AL West preview for y'all uh this kind of feels like it was somewhat all over the place but that's really where this division is right now there's just so many fucked up things with every single team except the A's that this is kind of uh how we went about it but uh yeah that was the AOS preview I think uh I went Astros A's uh Angels Rangers Mariners Pat went Astros A's uh Rangers Angels Mariners um yeah uh also uh a reminder the podcast has a Twitter account uh we do a whole bunch of uh shit uh to interact with y'all 
on the Twitter account. We do threads and kind of, you know, uh, baseball terms 101 to explain uh, the game of baseball to people who maybe are newer to it. We interact with y'all, upload videos, uh, shit like that. So keep that uh, in mind, interact with that. And yeah, stay tuned uh, for the podcast. Uh, since uh, the divisional previews are done, uh, we're likely going to move uh, into a, a weekly schedule. Where we'll do some sort of format uh, that involves weekly, you know, an, uh, a weekly update of sorts, and then kind of a central topic. Uh, but we'll, you know, we're, we're still uh, trying to figure that one out. So uh, yeah, uh, that was the American League West 2020 preview. Uh, I got one more and, thing. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, if anybody has any questions, just DM us or DM the Twitter account. Um, yep. It's linked into the in the anchor page. So. Um, just reach out to us um, we're thinking about maybe doing a mailbag kind of thing each week too as a part of the weekly uh, yep. podcast now so um, yeah just just reach out to us if you have any questions if you want to be maybe a, a guest or something like that we're open to that as well absolutely absolutely so what Pat said what I said keep that in mind thank y'all for listening And that was the Pinch Talk Podcast, the American League West 2020 preview. Peace.